Welcome to the 40 Under 40 podcast with your hosts, Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. They are two entrepreneurs who speak to other entrepreneurs under the age of 40, so you can learn from their successes and failures along their journeys of building businesses. 40 Under 40 podcast hopes to educate, motivate, and inspire people to pursue their dreams of starting a business, regardless of age. And now, here are your hosts, Caitlin and AJ. Welcome back to the 40 Under welcome. 40 Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're very welcome. happy. It's Tia Graham, our next guest, folks, coming on today. She's the author of the business book, Be a Happy Leader. Stop the Overwhelm, Thrive Personally, and Achieve Killer Business Results. It's a proven, easy-to-follow, eight-step methodology. Just came out. Everyone go buy it. Super excited Order for her. Order now, folks. Order now. It really shows the reader how to be the type of boss that people want to work for forever. She's been featured in CNN, Forbes, LA Times, Thrive Global. She's worked with a lot of global companies like Hilton Hotels, Four Seasons, and prior to running her current company, which is Arrive at Happy, she led sales and marketing Love teams. I know, isn't it great? I'd like to arrive at Happy every day. She led sales and marketing teams at luxury hotels in the U.S. and Turkey for brands such as W Hotels, Weston, oh, love Westons, and the London. Same. Westons are great. Yeah, gotta love them. She's traveled Except- a ton. We have a bunch of questions for her. Let's just bring her on. Yeah, welcome to you. Hey, to you. Thank you. Thanks. Nice seeing you guys. I know. know. It's been so long. I feel like (laughs) at least we used to be able to see you on Zoom meetings occasionally, but now it's like not as often. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just dive right into this. You went from hotel sales executive to entrepreneur. You own Arrive at Happy. It's your company. You're writing a book. You're doing so much. Or you just wrote a book. It just came out. So why don't you just tell us about your journey? How did you get started? I like to tell the very beginning part to parents who are worried about their uh, teenage or early 20 children. So I was completely lost as a, as a young adult. So when I actually went to started going to university and after one semester, because I slept through my exam because I was partying so much the night before, <laughs> I dropped out of university and was waitressing and partying for years. Nice. I've seen a parents, if like oh. your kids are lost, don't worry about it. They'll be fine. There's um, hope yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, after, you know, after a while of that kind of figured like, okay, I can't be a waitress forever and started studying business. And one of the best experiences that really changed the trajectory of my life and career was I went and did an internship on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. I was 20 years old and saw this world of tourism around me, saw the cruise ships and the big Marriott hotels and the golf and thought, wow, maybe I could work in tourism and get paid to travel the world. That would be awesome. And fast forward, I transferred from going to university in Calgary, Alberta to the University of Hawaii graduated with a degree in travel industry management and started my 15-year career in sales and marketing and PR for hotels and worked in the Hawaiian Islands and then went to New York City, then Istanbul, Turkey, and then a couple amazing hotels in Los Angeles and had a, I say I was a happy workaholic. I really loved my career, loved being paid to travel all over the world and 
pay $49 to stay in luxury hotels. You know, I thought all the perks were awesome. Yeah. And five years ago, when I went back to work after having my second daughter, I was really struggling to feel happy and and balancing it all. I'd always sort of had this idea that I could start a happiness company and help other people be happier based on feedback that I'd received from GMs of hotels or my sales team of people would ask me, where do you get this energy from? And just remember thinking, I believe I can help other people. And um, when I was really struggling, I went on this quest trying to understand what makes people happy in life and while they're working and uh, discovered the science of happiness and adult neuroscience and neuroplasticity and coaching and, you know, research on employee morale and all of it. And uh, that's sort of what led me. The catalyst was juggling everything in life and then uh, decided that five years ago was, was the time to to, to, to become an entrepreneur. Wow. So was there kind of that transition period of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like when you go from having a stable job that like guaranteed income and you're like, okay, now I have to do it all myself. How, how did that feel? What was that like? Yes. So full of fear, like every single day full of fear, my identity was completely interlocked. I mean, married to I'm a director of sales and marketing of hotels. I had been saying that out loud to, to people. I, you know, all, for 14 years, I had said, I'm T, I'm a director of sales and marketing. I'm T. Yeah. So that was your identity. My identity was I'm a director of sales and marketing of hotels. Like, and, and I would, I worked all the time. So it wasn't like, and uh, I mean, I traveled and snowboarded and blah, 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 but really that was like who I was. So full of fear of, well, if I'm not a director of sales and marketing, who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. I had, you know, I was like, I'm a mom, but that's deep. that's not my full identity. I don't want that to be my full identity. And so um, I worked with a life business coach and I started, that's when I first had the epiphany of like, oh, I'm not a director of sales and marketing. That's just what I've done for 14 years. Mm, you like dis, detached, no, detached. From yeah. That. Like I actually was like, oh, that's not who I am. But I really thought that's who I was on it. I thought like that's that's that was me. Right. And so that was a big step. And then when I, I did a brainstorm of all different ways that I could make money, whether it be, you know, workshops or coaching or events or speaking, selling happiness products. I mean, I just brainstormed all this. Um, and when I started. I had this full-time job. And when I started getting one-on-one clients and then companies started hiring me to go in and do programs, the fear went down and the confidence went up of like, okay, I'm not making nearly as the same amount of money with my annual bonus and perks and all that. But when I saw revenues coming in, I was like, okay, I can see, I can see a path and a journey. And what I did, which I recommend to anyone that's thinking an executive that is thinking of leaving a corporate job is don't think in black or white, this or this. So I wrote an, a document with several options and went to my company and said, I could resign. You guys lose me. And, you know, we just, I, I resigned or, and I had a few different options. Here's option two. I could oh. work this many, I could like decrease my salary, promote someone, 
do this. Here's option three. I could do this, this, I could be your consultant and this. So I didn't see it as solutions. Exactly. And that gave me more runway to build my business. So that my company went for the option where I went working five days a week to three days a week, promoted someone beneath me. And then I had more time to work on my business and it wasn't just jump off the cliff no salary. It was like reduction right. in salary. And then I kept building my business. That's, so that's smart. Yeah. That's really smart. Cause I feel like a lot of people just jump in and they're like, Oh crap. <laughs> now what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So thinking, thinking options, I guess. I love that. So can you tell us a little bit more about your business model, Arrive at Happy, how you make money and it's your full-time thing now. So yeah. I'm interested in that. Yeah. So it's been full-time for two and a half years and how I make, so I started off a lot of the money was coming from one-on-one coaching. That's how I started off the business model. Now I predominantly make uh, my uh, business revenue from giving keynote talks and doing leadership professional development programs with companies. So whether that be really intense uh, in a short period or uh, more professional development in a three to six month period. And I'm moving into a little bit of consulting, but the okay. majority of what I do is, yeah, I would say speaking and professional development. Um, and yeah. And I, and I work with, you know, all different, and all the different book so, and the book. Yeah. Yeah. Book too. So do you, would you say, because you come from the hotel industry, you kind of have that background, is that like a majority of who your clients are? Is that kind of where you started or did you just completely like branch out from there? Pre-pandemic, majority was hotel and travel companies. And I was working with some other industries as well. Uh, When the travel and hospitality industry was so severely affected economically, it forced me to to branch out. And so now I would say hotels and travel are maybe 20% of the client base. And I work very diverse, everything from nonprofits to beauty, technology, insurance companies, consulting companies. Um, It's very broad. And, um, and I'm, I'm very, at first I of course freaked out, like, okay, everyone I know is not, you know, all my contacts are not in a place where they're investing in professional development and keynote talks and everything. But uh, now I'm super thankful because I don't have all my eggs in one basket of right. this is my industry yeah. that I know yeah. it's transferable. Everyone needs that. Like everyone needs the happiness aspect. So it's not like, you know, you have to be in one certain niche where it's like, oh, these people are extra unhappy, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, I guess yeah. you target law firms. Maybe they need more help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lawyers have a hard life, a challenging lifestyle in their big. work. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how do you get your clients? Do you have any tips for entrepreneurs on how to find clients in a business like this? Yeah. So you are your best salesperson and it's funny because I talk to a lot of people and they will say, I don't like sales. You know, it's not. And of course I come from sales, so I'm, I have a passion for it, but for entrepreneurs or anyone, I say, know your value and know the outcomes you bring. And it's not about selling. It's about serving and helping other people. And if you truly believe in your heart that you can help people and, and whether it's, you know, from my case, teams, 
transform and grow than, you know, be comfortable talking about it, whether it's LinkedIn, phone, video, all the different ways you can communicate with people, webinars, et cetera. So, so in addition to that, I would say take out the fear and just connect to the value and the way that you can serve people. Right. Second is your network. I mean, if I look at all of the clients that I've worked with over the past four years is a lot of them are through my really warm network. And then, you know, the whatever medium warm and the, you know, we all know so many people. And if you just look at your LinkedIn, your Facebook, I mean, just there, there's so many people and look at who you can reach out with. Always, always ask for referrals. So after I do something and then they say it was great and I get good reviews on the, you know, I'll always ask for connections and introductions and continuously do that. And um, the other way uh, that I would say, another way that I've been successful in, in growing my client base has been on. So I definitely fall under the umbrella of motivational speaker. My talk is on mm-hmm. happiness. I'm very energetic and um, it's, it's inspirational and motivational as well as, of course I teach, but there's definitely this high energy and, and happy feeling to it. And so I found some different sites that market motivational speakers and some different companies and organizations have found me that way. Um, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. And I would say, and also just ask, like, for example, let's say I have a friend in PR, she's not going to hire me, but I know that she's working with this company and this organization. I will ask, I don't have any, I will pick up the phone and say, Beth, Hey, can you introduce me to someone at Spotify? I know that your client, you know, and, and if she says no, okay, whatever, but just ask you tried a lot. Yeah. Just asking for what you, what you would really be excited about. Yeah. I feel like it's the underappreciated, like if you don't ask, you don't get right. It's like you might as well reach out to those people that, you know, so can you talk us through a little bit more about what is arrive at happy? What is your company based around? Like when you're going in to do leadership development and these talks and yes, you're speaking on happiness, but I guess what is at the core of that kind of get into a little bit more detail on that? Yeah, sure. So my overarching goal with organizations is to partner with them so that they grow their revenues so that the company is more successful. I tie everything that I do back to, we want, I want you to grow your business. Mm. And the two pillars that my content and teaching and, and everything falls within are the first is leadership well-being and leadership happiness. So there is a large amount of research from many Ivy League schools that has proven that when leaders are have a positive, happy mindset, of course, not every single day, you can have bad days and right, but generally when leaders are happier, they have higher attention within their companies. If they're a sales leader, they're going to grow their business more. Either the company is going to be more innovative and creative. There's going to be more engagement, better able to recruit, et cetera. So one area that I do is I work with leaders and I teach them through the science of happiness, neuroscience. This is, you need to take care of yourself. Whether you have a team of five or 5,000, you need to put your well-being as a priority because it's going to not only help you in your personal life, but it's going to grow your business. So that's one big area. And the second area is working with leaders to teach them 
how to create an environment so that their employees experience positive emotions daily. Mm, So I teach experienced happiness. And this is from the, when I went over and got certified in Denmark of you want your people to be excited, joyful, proud, feeling connected. You don't want them to be stressed, right? Because you're your amygdala, your prefrontal right. cortex. How do you want your team? And so that's that's the other part that um and I and I show people there's a proven roadmap. You don't have to figure this out on your own. And 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 when you do this, your teams are going to thrive and the money will flow in. And isn't Denmark like the happiest country? In the world, or whatever. Yes. So that, yeah. yeah. Norway, cool. Finland, Denmark. Yeah. All those cold Scandinavian places. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> they're doing something over there. I know. I know. I'd love to go live there one day for a few years. Yeah. That's experience so why they're so happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we love what you do. We believe in what you do. How can entrepreneurs be happier at work? Such a good question. And I actually have been, I've been having some epiphanies myself over the last few weeks as an entrepreneur and happiness and in making sure that I am always practicing what I preach because yeah, if I'm not if, hard. Yeah. It's like, if I'm not walking then I'm a fraud really. And I, I can't be a fraud. Right. So yeah, you were really cranky the other day with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I definitely have cranky days. Oh my, <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, like, so for entrepreneurs, a challenge that, that I have seen, and, and my husband's been an entrepreneur for eight years. So I live with one and I am one now is that we're, you, you, if you have, if you're an entrepreneur, you have your own company, you are passionate about it. You are excited about it. You want to be successful and there is a drive for success and there's a drive for wealth, right? There's a drive for money. You want, it's not like you became an entrepreneur to make 35,000 a year, most likely for the people listening. And so my advice is that you can get caught up and executives and companies can do this too, but for entrepreneurs, and I, and I can see it with myself, you can get caught up in working all of the time, working on your business all of the time Mm -hmm. because you're so passionate about it because you're driven and you want to be successful. And there also is because of social media, because of the world of entrepreneurs, because of influencers, there's so many people around us that we're saying, oh, I'm not there yet. They're better than me. I should get higher. Um, It's not competitors. It's what am I trying to say? I think you guys know what I'm talking about, but there's like other, constant other people around that are higher. What were you going to say? Like constant comparison. Constant comparison. Thank you, AJ. Yes. And so my advice for entrepreneurs is to consistently be reflecting on how am I doing? How are you doing psychologically, emotionally? And if you feel that you are highly stressed, overwhelmed, discouraged, you know, all, all, a lot of different um, feelings is use that as an indication that, okay, I might need to stop with the, or not stop, but I need to slow down on the action, 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 and check in. Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough exercise? Am I connecting with my friends and family enough? Am I eating healthy foods? 
Do I feel connected spiritually? Do I feel like I have my life as meaning and purpose? Because what I see as a trap is you can easily get into overwork, which leads to overwhelm and stress and also Mm -hmm. hurts your relationships. And when you're in that state, you're not going to be performing optimally. And I always teach that happiness comes before success always that you need to make sure you're well, and that's how your brain will operate optimally to be an entrepreneur. That's where you'll drive sales and have more creativity and be more productive and innovative and all of the, all of the results that we want. Right. It all starts there. It starts within yourself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that you need to have this practice of continuously, uh, this Harvard professor I started with calls it reflection where you reflect and then you take action and you reflect and you take oh, more like action. That. But entrepreneurs, it's very easy to just be wake up every day, go, 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 go. And, and, and there might be wheels that are getting loose and maybe coming off in your life with your health, with your, so just yeah. really checking in on how you're doing and then taking uh, action to make sure that you are well not just that the business is well. Right. And that makes sense. And I didn't realize your husband is also an entrepreneur. So do you, do you find yourself like, you know, having moments within your household where you're just like, okay, we need to sit down and work on our own happiness. Like, do you have, I'm, I'm curious kind of how that, that relationship goes when you're like trying to practice what you preach and, and he is as well. Right. Yes. Entrepreneurial stress. Yeah. yeah exactly. stress. So thankfully, we seem to be in different rhythms. Usually when I'm high stress and overwhelmed, he's, or maybe we're doing it for, I, there's not very many times where we're both in this heightened, uh, high cortisol time, but we absolutely coach each other, can talk with, you know, and I will notice, like, for example, it'll be a few weeks and I notice he loves running and he hasn't gone running. And I know he's just working so hard. We have two little kids. It's just work kids, work kids, work kids. And I will say, make time for a run. And he's, you know, he'll say, I've, I have too much. I have too much. I'll be like, I know what you always have too much go for a run. And same thing for me. Let's say I'm doing something and, and he'll say, turn it off, go to sleep, stop. So yeah, it's good. You can like balance each other. I wish I had that. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Like to be reminded because sometimes you guys can use each other. You can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of checking in. Um, he went through a very, very stressful period at the beginning of his company. And I swore to myself, I would never be an entrepreneur watching him. He raised money and you know, that the stress of having employees and am I going to lose all this money and have to fire everyone that I've just hired? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate my business is more of a simple model than, than his at this time. Okay. So you don't, are you a one woman show at this point? Like, do you have team members? Yes. So I have several people working for me. I don't have anyone full time. Okay. So I have, for example, hired someone specifically for my book launch. I hire people for, um, I have a virtual assistant that, you know, works, works with me, um, but not full time. And, um, publicist that I will hire at times. So I have based on the needs of what I'm doing, 
I will hire people, um, but not anyone full-time. So I feel like I have, a, I definitely have a team of people, but they're not all full-time arrive at happy employees. That's great. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Keeps it simple. Yeah. 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 So you just wrote a book, be a happy leader. Love the book cover. Can't wait to dive into it. Can you talk a little bit about it? And you also wrote it in 90 days. So we'd love to know about the process. behind. (laughs) Yeah. What was that strategy? Yes. So my whole career, even through hotels, one of my philosophies has been don't try and figure things out on your own. Someone already knows the answer. Someone's already done it. So for example, when I got to a hotel in Los Angeles and they were looking to grow this segment of business and I wasn't an expert in that segment of business, I immediately said, well, let's find the expert, hire them for 90 days, get them to teach us everything and then go like we are going to make millions of dollars. Why spend nine months or 12 months figuring this out? Just hire an expert. Um, And so that's sort of how I've as much as possible with my financial ability and the hotel's financial ability have always done that, like move fast as a move as fast as you can, because someone already has the answers. And so when I decided to write a book, I was at a conference and woman sit down next to me. What do you do? What do you do? And she said, I help authors write their books in 90 days. And so immediately I was like, uh, give me your business card. Obviously this is who I'm going to work with. And so how I did it really quick was I hired the coach and she had a proven process and did five weeks of deep research and creating the outline, et cetera. And then based on my strategy and my words per minute, I knew I had to write one hour a day, four days a week for seven weeks to write the manuscript and then do the editing. Um, Yeah. And even, I mean, that's, I just, it was and of course, when you're paying a coach, when you're paying someone, you're in, I was like, I'm not going to pay this money and then not do it. So right. You're more committed, more committed than doing it on your own. And I knew if I tried doing my own, it would take me a decade. Like I had no idea how to write a book. So that's how I did that's it. A good point. Yeah, that's how I did it quickly. And um, so the book is a it is part biography, part personal development part business. It has a lot of personal stories. I want to, I I shared a lot of my vulnerabilities and my ups and downs in my life, because I want people to, to just connect to the journey and know that you're never stuck and that um, you can always keep moving forward and become a better version of yourself, your career and in your life. And I became a leader of a team really young age, 26 years old. I had no idea what I was doing. And from 26 to 38, leading teams in different places in the U.S. and and in Turkey, I stumbled and fell, and I and I also succeeded and you know learned a lot along the way. And so this book is, you know, if if I think I wrote it, what I was 40, yeah, it's like if the 40 year old Tia could have given a book to the 26 year old Tia and said, oh, "Cool, here's oh. everything that you need to know." uh, based cool on, look at it. based on all that time. So, you know, and, and at the end of my leadership hotel leadership career, I had two little kids, so I, c- I could only work from eight to five. And at that time, that's when I got the best annual reviews. I would get like a hundred out of a hundred annual reviews. I would be getting double bonuses. Like everyone was just loving what I was doing. 
And I was a real only, which in the hotels is unheard of, only working eight to five. So a lot of the book is also about you don't have to work all the time. Like here's my method to crush it from eight to five and then leave, go be with your family, go hike. And I of course included all of my research on positive psychology and neuroscience and, and what I learned in Denmark. So it's a lot of the arrive at happy research put in with the, my leadership journey. So there's eight steps that my eight step methodology that, um, I have in there. And I, and I, it's my, it's what I did. So I feel like it's so proven. It worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. It worked for you. How cool. Well, I'm really excited to, to read that. So how do you, if as an entrepreneur, how, how are you going to leverage this book? How should entrepreneurs think about, you know, if they might want to write a book, how it might help their business? Yes. So uh, for me, my business, my company is B2B. So I will say, I know more on the B2B side than if you have a book B2C, although some strategies flow between the two, but um, I see the book as a stem of my overall mission. The mission, the mission of Arrive and Happy is bringing happiness to as many leaders and teams and organizations as possible and, and lifting people up is, is my, is my goal. And so the book is a marketing PR tool for the overall business. And of course I want to make money from the book too, but I see it as it's a, it's like pouring gasoline sort of on the, on the marketing PR engine. And so for entrepreneurs that are in the B2B space is looking at how you can sell your book in bulk to companies how you can include the book in whatever you are doing, whether, you know, however you're working with companies is just have the book part of what you do. Don't see it as separate. It's like your, your uh, package of offerings becomes richer Mm. exactly by having it. Um, I am looking, one of my strategies is with influencers. So my goal is to have, I mean, it's hopefully several um, and get additional uh, amplification with with influencers that are in my space and that have uh, audiences that I would yeah. like to to get in front of as well. Um, and then, yeah, just using using my community. And um, I work with a company called Brand Builders Group. I've been working with them for about a year, and they are phenomenal. I, I would highly recommend them. I've turned a lot of people onto them, but learning using the, the I mean, I've learned so much, but one big idea is you have direct reach. So direct reach is everyone that you know, everyone that you're connected to. But what's way bigger is your indirect reach, which is everyone you know, everyone they know. So if you think about you're connected to X thousand of people, you're actually connected to their communities. And how exactly, do you, yeah. how do you use that too? And um, it's like the I seven have, steps to whoever, what is that? It's like, you're always seven steps away from. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, kind of turning that on and I have a love hate relationship with social media because I know how unhappy it makes teens and people, but it is a good marketing tool. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of marketing benefits to social media. For sure. And did you just real quick follow up on that art? Did you get your book published? Are you self-published? What, what do you feel like is the difference and why did you choose what you chose? Yes. So from my book coach, I learned about three different paths. So you can self-publish, 
You can go with a hybrid publisher or you can go with a traditional publisher. And a hybrid is just like it sounds sort of in, in between the two. Um, I knew I didn't want to self-publish because I don't know anything about books or publishing or I was just like, I don't want to do it. You probably could hear because of my, what I said about my philosophy before. It's like, I want to find someone that knows what they're doing. I don't want to try and figure it out on my own. Um, And I was considering a traditional publisher. The main reason I didn't go with a traditional big publisher and try and get one of those was the timeline that it takes two to three years when you're, you know, once your book proposal is done and since it was my first book, I thought I want it to be out in the market sooner. Right. And that's why I chose hybrid as there's support and direction and guidance. And they've been doing it for 40 plus years. Um, but my, my book was able to come out in, um, a year after I signed with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, so and they- financially, yeah, I mean, the hybrid publishers don't take as much as the traditional publishers. So yeah, that's why, that's why I chose for this one. Next one, who knows, but there will be an next one. Yes, definitely. Okay, let's shift gears a little, a little bit here. Can you talk about, like, I guess, the dark side of being an entrepreneur? What are some of your failures, regrets, sacrifices, setbacks? Oh, so many. <laughs> okay, so I definitely started things and they totally didn't work. Like, they failed. So I'll give one example. And I, and I think you guys can shake your head if, if you feel like this, but with entrepreneur, there's so many different avenues you can go, right? Like in terms of what you, whether it's how you market or what kind of products and experiences you give. And we're constantly being sold to by experts of all these things you can do. So um, I will say that, and I move really fast. I'm a very, very fast executor to a fault. Like I get a lot of stuff done but I need to talk about the reflection, like slow down, but it's not, I'll get an idea. I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'm like, Oh no, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know? Right. So totally. Um, yeah. So an example yep. is I'll give one example of a failure of like so much time and energy that I wasted. So I attended this event and everyone at this event, it was networking. It was an online event. And everyone was like, Tia, you need to have a membership program. Like everything you're doing, you could have thousands of people. You should have a membership program. You should have this master, blah, 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 blah. And I walked away like, yes, I totally should. Yes. And then I bought software, learned all this stuff, did spent so much time and energy building this thing. I can't even tell you how many hours and all of it. I, I got my husband to help me, all, all of this. And you thought it was going to be the thing. I was like, this is getting, and my husband's like, you're going to be a millionaire. I was like, totally going to be a millionaire in this membership group. <laughs> Uh, but in r- reality is I am making money from companies. I am speaking and doing perfect. I'm a B2B company. Membership is B2C. And as you guys know, it's me. It's not like I got a whole team of 10 people. So all this time. And, and so what I was doing was working for companies, trying to get business for companies, and then like trying to do this membership on the side. Well, I did not have the capacity to be building B2C and B2B at the same time. Right. Like I didn't. And, and um, my brand strategist and brand builders like was like, Tia, stop. What are you doing? You are not, you are not a consumer company right now. But if I tell you how much time and money and energy, and so that's one, I think 
Well, AJ, you, you're the expert on this is except you're going to fail and no. I mean, I totally was like, whoa, what? A, that's a lot of money and time that I just threw in the garbage. But you got to just pick your boots up and be like, OK, go keep going. And I think the, a big lesson is maybe before you jump in, consult with a few different people. You know, I think my, I have this issue too. I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. And then I get halfway in and I'm like, I should have talked to someone about this. (laughs) I think it's the idea of, of staying focused. Like what is your primary and secondary revenue generate and just focus. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then, Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, uh, because I know we have, we have to wrap up here and we always like to ask our guests this question. And that is, do you believe that entrepreneurs are born or bred? Like, can you become an entrepreneur or are you born an entrepreneur? Oh, I think you can definitely become. So I'm a huge proponent of growth mindset. If you haven't watched the Ted talks on growth mindset, you can become, I mean, maybe not anything. I don't know if I can like become an astronaut at this point, but pretty much with business, (laughs) you can yeah, I think you can grow and and become anything. And there's people around that can help you to, to do whatever you want to do. So yeah, don't do it I, alone. I like that. Yeah. And that's great advice of like, stop trying to invent the wheel because it's been invented. Like just get help from people who have done right. it. Whenever you're hitting your head against the wall, you're like, someone probably knows the answer. All right. Yeah. One quick last one, a question. What's like one piece of advice you would have told that 26 year old to you? Oh, one piece of advice for 26-year-old Tia to be authentic to who you are, to not emulate, impersonate leaders and very successful people around you. Since I had no idea what I was doing, literally no idea what I was doing, and I was leading a team, I looked at all of the women and men around me. And I was like, okay, act like that. And so, and I, and I write about this. So I think even if you don't know a lot and you're in a position where you don't know a lot, don't act like other people. That was beautifully inspirational. Um, I can see your motivational, inspirational speaker coming out. Um, so where can we find you, Tia? You can find arrive at happy.com is my website. The book is there, or you can also go to happyleaderbook.com. Tiagram on LinkedIn, Tiagram Arrive at Happy, YouTube, and Instagram also Arrive at Happy. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was so. Thank you guys. I I feel happier. (laughs) I know. Folks, get her book, Be a Happy Leader. Yes. Yes. Pre order the book. There's bonuses and. I I guarantee it's gonna, you're gonna leave a little more inspired after you read it. I don't doubt it. Thank you, Tia. That was so great. So fun. Yeah, I just feel happier. Isn't that weird? She has that effect on people. She does. Like, I love her energy. She's good at what she does. Well, that was a lot of fun. We're excited for our next guest as well, as always. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the 40 Under 40 podcast with Caitlin Cromit and AJ McQuarrie. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you
you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.